the wait is over. That's right. Season five of The Kardashians is here. Just when you thought life couldn't get any faster, they're punching it into overdrive. Chris, Courtney, Kim, Chloe, Kendall, and Kylie are back and continue to defy expectations in all their endeavors. So get ready to go behind the glitz and glamour of the most iconic family on television. The all-new season of The Kardashians premieres May 23rd, streaming on Hulu. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Hi, we're Carlene and Jill, hosts of Breaking Beauty Podcast, the show all about the breakthrough people, products, and moments in beauty. On our show, you're going to find hella inspiring guests like Emily Weiss of Glossier, and you'll get beauty tips galore from the top pros in the industry, like Kim Kardashian's makeup guru. And you'll hear skincare secrets from the likes of Dr. Pimple Popper. Plus, you'll get shopping help with our Damn Goods episodes, where we review the latest products hitting store shelves to let you know what's actually worth your money. Listen every Wednesday to Breaking Beauty Podcast. Hey, bestie, it's Cami Crawford. Relationships are hard, and that's why I'm here. Think of me as your big sister slash audible BFF that you can always trust to give you the real tea. This is my show, Relationship, the advice podcast that covers all relationship topics, the good, the bad, and the straight-up shitty. Need advice? Send your story to hello at relationshippod.com or DM me at relationship on IG, and tune in every Friday for new episodes. Be sure to follow us and subscribe so you don't miss all the hot goss. And if you're loving the show, please leave us a review. Talk soon, bestie. Happy New Year, besties. It is the new year. You know, the whole new year, new me thing has never really resonated with me because I feel like I'm the same bitch all the time. But I've, I've said this before on the podcast, like I don't treat... New Year's as like the time to reinvent. Like, I think that you can decide any day that you want to change something about yourself or about the people who are around you, your environment, whatever. Like, I don't think that you have to wait for January 1st to roll around to like have this realization that, you know, I want to make a change. Like, if you want to make a change, do that shit now. I also like to treat birthdays like New Year's. Like, I feel like that that's like your real New Year right? Like your new year of your life. Doesn't that make sense? I feel like that makes more sense. I don't know. But it's fucking 2022. We made it. Somehow, some way, we made it through. Thank God. Like, honestly, what the fuck is even happening? Like, what was happening in the world? What's happening? What's going on? What are the vibes? Nobody has a clue. And that you can find solace in is the fact that nobody has any idea what we are doing. It's a new year. I'm newly single. As we know, we've talked about this. And so many of you, oh my God, the outreach or outpour, outpour? Well, you would have outreached to me, but it was an outpouring of love and support from you guys. And that wasn't me crying. I just choked. That sounded really like emotional. It sounded like I was like, (laughs) That sounded like I was about to start crying. I'm not. I'm a Scorpio, okay? I'm holding that shit until I get home. 
the outpouring of love from you guys for that life update I'm single episode was so real. And it's crazy because so many of us are going through the exact same thing. By now, the episode that we just recorded, well, it would have aired already with Tamari for projections for the new year for the signs. What y'all didn't see is after I hit stop recording, Tamari did a reading of my birth chart. Holy shit, am I in for a brilliant life. Like I am so excited about the future of my life. And it's crazy how when you look at the chart, like, listen, you know, I'm an astrology girl. Okay. She's a witch. I feel so connected to the information that she gave me. Basically, she said that she saw it in my chart. Like she saw that relationship breakdown, like a hard ending in the chart. It was there. Plain and simple. She was like, oh yeah, of course. This Uranus is in the fucking Neptune house of seven, eight, nine, ten, Gryffindor, whatever. I didn't <laughs> fully understand it. But when she broke it down, she was like, this is exactly why this happened. And it had to happen. Another thing that she talked about that you would have hopefully heard already. And if you haven't listened to that episode, go back and listen and see what your projection is for 2022. She talks about how this new year is going to be kind of like a, a death and a rebirth with new information, new ideas, fresh start, and just getting rid of things that no longer serve us anymore. And I do think that like the new year is a great time to just dive into that and lean into that. But I don't think that you have to wait necessarily for the new year to happen to do that. So if you haven't done it already, let's fucking, let's get it over with. Let's do it now. But if you've already been working on it, you've already been doing the self-work and you've already been making the changes that you need for your life, bravo. Like for me, I'm super, super happy because I really started like my fitness journey and like falling in love with fitness for the first time because I feel like in my life before this, every time I've been on a fitness journey, it's been with a goal in mind of like, okay, I need to look a certain way for this. And now I'm in a place where I'm like, I just want to look good for life. Like I just want to like if somebody's like, oh, let's go to, I don't know where the hell, somewhere hot with a bikini tomorrow. I'm like, yes, like I'm ready. Like I'm not feeling like, okay, I need to shed 10 pounds, blah, blah, blah. And like no shade because I've been there before. But the happiness and the pride and the confidence that I feel currently because I feel strong and I'm working on myself in a way that has changed my mindset against, you know, my old ways of thinking about fitness and hating it. And I still hate it. Like, let, let me not even fake. Like, I still hate sweating. I still hate working out. But I love the results. So I do it. And like, that's the thing that I'm excited to take into my new year with me. So I wonder, I, I would love to hear from you guys what you're taking into the new year or leaving behind. Because there's always room for shedding. You can always shed some weight. And by weight, I'm not talking about physical. I'm talking about the people in your life. Okay, you could shed 250 by tomorrow if you just break up with that man. <laughs> it's very, very simple. It's so easy. I used to also like growing up, I would pride myself on dropping at least one person every year. And I've I've kind of gotten to the place now where I have a circle that is so tight and small and secure that I don't feel the need to like go through the list of like, okay, who do I need to drop? But sometimes you do have to like take audit of who's in your life 
and what is serving you well and what isn't. Like, why why are you dragging excess baggage and excess weight and excess hurt and things like that into tomorrow, let alone a new year, you know? So that's where I, that's where I stand on New Year's and resolutions. Not that anybody asks, but you know, if you're here, then you must be curious what I think. And that's just what I think. Like, you know, I'm a single gal out here in these streets and it's going to be different for me, but I'm excited about that fresh start. And then after getting my chart read, she is super, super excited about that. So I just want to thank you guys again for, you know, the love. And I know I, I put something on my Instagram stories a while ago about just how thankful I am for just the support, because I feel like we're we're all going through it. And, you know, we're not alone in that. And it's it's nice to be able to see people who are public talking about these things. And it's not just, oh, they broke up and like, you know, I pop up with a new man in, in 10 months or something like that. Like it's, it's nice to kind of relate. I don't know. I, I think that that was like the, the, the word that I heard the most from everyone that reached out to me was like, this is just so relatable. Like, I'm just so glad that you spoke about this because it is hard and it's not easy. And it's honestly one of the hardest things that I think that I've had to go through period up until this point. But I also see now that it is necessary for me to be able to move on into this new year of life. I guess I started off saying new year, new me is bullshit, but like, is it? I don't know. New year, new single me, new, just I, I have such a different mind frame now. Like I am so specific about what it is that I'm looking for, what it is that I want out of my future. And that kind of clarity had to come with some kind of pain. And I'm grateful for it. Like it sounds cliche and it sounds like bullshit. And it sounds like, okay, girl, like, but I've already been through the trenches. I already went through the shit. Oh, also on that life update, I'm single episode, when I said that I had no tears left to cry, that was a fucking lie. I definitely bawled my eyes out as soon as I got home <laughs> to Maryland for Thanksgiving. Like literally sobbed in my dad's arms for like 20 minutes. Because that's the way life is. Like that's that's life. Like there is never some like grand opening, grand closing where you just all of a sudden lose all of your feelings and emotions it's important to feel. And I've also learned that. Like, it's it's very, very important to sit in those feelings. I don't know if I, I talked about Shanae Alexander on my stories when I posted my thank you to all of you. But Shanae also has a podcast, Press Send, on Dear Media. And yeah, this is not sponsored content. I'm just letting y'all in on another real bitch who's going through the same thing. <laughs> and her wisdom and advice was just so beautiful because she basically talked about like how, what a, what a treat, like what a blessing it is to be able to feel deeply. And that really resonated with me because it's like, you know, we, we take these things in life and we kind of just like move on and go on to the next thing and the next relationship and the next heartbreak and the next this and the next that. But like to be able to feel love so deeply that when it's over, you're affected by it means that like you're still a human being. And I think that that is beautiful and something to be celebrated. And like, we shouldn't be, you know, on that sad girl shit all the time. Like, it's good 
to feel sad. Like it, it means that you're feeling something, but it's it's not like the defining thing of your life. Oh, also, I just posted this on Instagram and I feel like I need to like read it aloud to you. My best friend sent it to me. Shout out to Ange. Love you. Love you, girl. And it it hit me. Like it hit me hard. And I feel like you guys would like it too. Okay, so it's from the Instagram at writers, just like writers, like a person who writes. And it says, when healing from a person, you will have thoughts like, I loved them more than I ever loved anyone. I never knew I could love someone so much. I'll never love someone that much again. It's important to realize that your ability to love that person didn't come from them. It came from within you. You were always a lover, already someone who could love deeply. Just because they are gone doesn't mean that goes away. They didn't give you the capacity to love. They just gave you a place to express it. Don't give someone else credit for how hard you could love. That was you, and it still is. Deep sigh, mic drop. Tell me that's not some real ass shit. That, well, first of all, (laughs) I love the transition from reading something so beautiful to me commenting on it. That is so real. Like, we put so much of ourselves and, like, our abilities to survive and feel and love and hate and everything into other people. But like it was in us all along to do those things. It was in us all this whole entire time. And you don't lose it just because you lose someone from your life. You just have a different place to be able to put it. And I love that. So I'm going to be putting my love in 2022 in all of you and myself and fucking doing this shit, like just building shit and and doing what I have been destined to do. Like there's too many things in this world to be excited about and blessed for. And that's the vibes that I'm on. Like ain't nobody got time to worry about old shit. Okay. The past was the past. Don't talk to me. Don't talk to me about what has been. Talk to me about what's now. Isn't that what Nene Leake said? Talk to me about what's now. I don't want to talk about old shit. It's over. Although I spent this whole time talking about old shit in an old podcast episode. But I just had to like do a little, you know, recap. Yeah, like a recap. Just so you know where I'm at now, how I'm feeling now. And just the energy. This is the energy. This is how we're moving forward. And the podcast is called Relationship for a fucking reason. Because the shit goes down and shit hits a fan. And you never know when it's going to happen. You just have to brace yourself, bitch because life is a ride, okay? Things happen. You have no idea. You have no idea that it's coming for you, but it does. So just lean in and just enjoy the ride. That's that's my advice. Okay, so that was my little spiel. That's what I'm dealing with. That's, that's what I'm going through. But you guys are also going through some things. And, you know, I get DMs all the time from you. And I love hearing from you guys, by the way, like the fact that you even trust me with your lives in this way to tell me your stories means so much to me. So I just want to thank you in this, in the spirit of the new year. I am thankful to be moving forward this year with all of you listening and supporting and sharing. Like it means so, so much. So thank you. Y'all, it is a new year. Okay. New year, new us. We're taking care of our minds, bodies, souls, spirits. And, you know, I feel like over the past two years, everyone's been on like a vitamin kick, but it's hard to know which ones are actually best for our bodies. But that's why I love Rituals Essential for Women 18 Plus Multivitamin. 
It was formulated by exhaustive research to help fill nutrient gaps in the diets of women ages 18 plus. It's formulated with nutrients to help support brain health, bone health, blood health, and provide antioxidant support. Because gaps in the diet should not be ignored. Over 97% of women ages 19 to 50 are not getting enough vitamin D from their diet. And 95% are not getting their recommended daily intake of key omega-3s. But guess what? In the research that Ritual did, they didn't just stop there. They invested a gold standard university-led clinical trial to prove the impact of essential for women 18 plus multivitamins. And the results were that the vitamin was shown to increase vitamin D levels by 43% and omega-3 DHA levels by 41% in just 12 weeks. I mean, what more do you need to know? Honestly. Right now, Ritual is offering my listeners 10% off of your first three months. Visit ritual.com slash cami and turn healthy habits into a ritual. That's 10% off at ritual.com slash cami. All right, y'all. Like I said, it's a new year, so it's time to hop into those good habits. All right? It's January. It's never too late. It's never too late, but it's the start of a new year. So let's do it. And let's get back to the podcast. All right. So I got a DM from someone. They said... I need to know if someone in my shoes would leave this relationship or try to make things work. I've been an on and off with my kid's dad for six years. We have two daughters, ages five and one. Our whole relationship has been on and off for many years because I never really knew what I wanted. He's a good guy, not perfect, but he tries. We dated for three months before I became pregnant. Prior to us dating, we knew of each other for about three years, but I never really got into him, just thought of him as a really good friend. I'm honestly not that attracted to him physically, but again, he's a good guy and has a good heart. I want to try to make things work for our girls because I want for them to have the two-parent household that I never did, but I'm also afraid that I might be settling. I don't want to seem shallow, but I want to like what I see. There's a lot more to the story, but the gist is I feel bad for breaking up our family, but I also just want to be happy with the person that I'm with. Well, first of all, that's heavy that is heavy. And that probably weighs really heavily on you because I'm sure like if he's a good guy, he's probably like doting and giving you everything that you could possibly want. And he's probably a great dad and all the things. But if you're not happy, I'm sure he can feel that. And here's the thing about life. And I've talked about this before in situations where people are reaching out to me and there are kids involved. It's hard for me to tell you what to do when you have a five-year-old and a one-year-old to think about. Like that's a lot of responsibility and a lot to have on your shoulders and on your head. But if I'm just speaking generally, I feel that in this situation, if you can't find a way to find attraction to his personality and the things that he does for you and for your family, like the grass is not always greener on the other side, sis. Like you can literally step across the fucking fence and land in a pile of dog shit. My mom says that all the time. So like <laughs> if if the grass is looking green on your side, trust me, it's not great out here. So if you can't figure it out and, and find different ways, like it, just because you're not physically attracted to someone doesn't mean that hope is lost. A lot of people find love and attraction in other ways. But if the physical is very, very important to you and you don't feel like you can kind of get there in any other way, then you owe it to him to allow him to be free and find someone who is going to feel that way about him. Now, is the question whether or not you want to break up your family? 
Or is the question whether or not you want to see him with somebody else and being a good guy for somebody else who's going to think that he's hot? I don't know. Like, that's up to you to decide. But I think that we all owe it in life to allow the people who maybe weren't best for us be their best for somebody else. Like, I feel that way about, you know, even even exes. It's like, okay, we didn't work out. But it's not my responsibility to change you. Like, you are who you are, and you will be amazing for somebody else. It's just not right for me. And sometimes that's personality things. Sometimes that's ambition things. Sometimes it's physical things. He could be another girl's fucking dreamboat, <laughs> and he deserves to feel that way. And hopefully he's making you feel that way. But it's like, if, if you don't feel that way about him, I'm sure he can feel that. Now, if it's something physical, I, listen, I don't know what he looks like. So if it's something like, I don't know, maybe he's too skinny and you want him to bulk up a little bit or like uh, he's he needs braces. I don't know <laughs> what it is that you're not like drawn to. And physical attraction is real. Like we all have the things that we're attracted to. But if there's something that's like an immediate fix, like say his style is fucked up, that happens a lot. And you know what? I'm down to date a dude with no style because he's humble. Okay. The ones with too much style got too much mouth and I don't want to have to deal with that. So if I have to take you from drab to fab, cool. Like we can go to the mall. Those are easy fixes. But if it's something where it's like, there's no way, like you knew that when you signed up, that's the thing. So like, I don't know. You have to think about that one. You're really going to have to think about that one and give him the opportunity to be able to feel that level of attraction at some point in his life from someone. And give yourself the opportunity to also find a love that you feel crazy about. But just keep in mind, it's not always better. All right? Trust me. Trust me. But I want you to be happy. So that's, that is most important. But just, just, I want you to be happy, but I also want you to be cautious, okay? Just be aware. All right, the next one. Hey, Cammy, I've been with my man for two years and things are going pretty well. The only problem is I feel like I'm always the one initiating sex. I've told him this and he'll make more of an effort for a few days, then fall back to not initiating. For context, I'm 25 and he's 30. No issues with equipment. And when we do have sex, it's amazing. But it's just not enough for me. One, maybe two times per week. I try to initiate probably twice a week and he declines like half of the time because he's tired or he's playing video games slash watching YouTube. I've never been the main initiator in other relationships. And if I didn't with him, we'd probably only have sex like twice a month. I know he was the main initiator in other relationships, but he says he's just older now and doesn't feel the need to have sex as often. For context, he broke it off with his last ex and was the one pursuing me in the beginning. Am I asking for too much or rightfully unsatisfied? Let me tell you something, girl. When I was 25, I was bouncing off the fucking walls, okay? I was so game, so ready all the time. <laughs> and I also, how long have you guys, oh, you've been together for two years. Yeah, I mean, I feel like that's still honeymoon period time where you're like, I don't know, two years, I feel like you kind of get to know the person a little bit more and like, you know, you start seeing them digging underneath their toenails and shit and it's like, ew, 
and they fart more often in front of you than they used to. And it's like, okay, now you're like a real person and not just like this hot thing that I used to meet up with every once in a while. I understand where you're coming from because it takes a toll kind of on your self-esteem when the person that you're so excited to bone don't want to bone you. Like that's not fun and it's not fun to feel rejected either. I've been on both ends of this where I've been the initiator and I've also been the person who's like turning it down. I think really what you guys need to do is have a real conversation because maybe there's something else at play. Like most of the times when I was turning down sex propositions was really just because I wasn't fucking with you. Like I'm just not fucking with you. And I'm the type of person that if I'm going to be sexually intimate with somebody, I need to feel safe. I need to feel heard. I need to feel seen. I like, I'm not one of those like angry sex people, like more power to you. I cannot do it. I physically cannot. My body will not respond. If we're not in a good place, my body will not respond. And some people are just like that. And you know, some people stress, like that's also happened to me where like, I'm experiencing a mild depression. I don't want your penis anywhere near me right now. All I want to do is eat ice cream on the couch, even though I'm lactose lactose tolerant. And I want to watch Netflix. And I don't want to deal with you trying to dry hump me in the middle of that. I really just want you to leave. Like that, (laughs) those experiences are real too and valid as well. So maybe there's something that he's dealing with that he hasn't expressed to you fully. The video game shit. I can't really speak for that because you can turn that shit off. But maybe it is also an escape for him. Like, that's where my Libra moon be coming in because <laughs> the Scorpio sun and the rising Virgo are like, no, fuck the fucking video games. Turn that shit off. And then the Libra is like, mm, but you know, he could be going through some things. And he could, like he very well could. And maybe you're just not fully aware of that. But it has to be, it has to be like a conversation that you have and an open one where, you know, neither party is afraid about getting their feelings hurt. Like just be honest. And if you're afraid to have that conversation, because I think for anyone who is initiating and not getting, the fear is that the person's going to be like, well, I'm just not that attracted to you. Right. But that could not be the case at all. And he could just be dealing with something that he's dealing with. And, you know, yeah, he's 30, but like, okay, bro, you can get it up. You're not 95. Like, you'll be all right. But you are 25 and bouncy. God bless you. Okay. I I used to be 25 too. It was a lot of fun. (laughs) It was a lot of fun. But I think one to two times a week is not crazy. Like you're not asking for one to two times a day, which, you know, come on. I was watching this TikTok the other night. A young girl like yourself, she was saying that somebody interviewed her and was like, what do you think is like, what's the minimum amount of time that a guy should be able to last in bed? She said 45 minutes to an hour. Let me tell you something. <laughs> no. If you can't get the fuck off of me, 20 minutes. Cool. Quick turnaround. 45 minutes to an hour? I mean, unless we're having like a long drawn out thing. If there's like foreplay involved and like fruits and champagne and wine and a Netflix show intermission and some shit. Cool an hour of you on top of me, the way that I would frog kick you the fuck off me, I would be arrested. Domestic violence. 
get off. <laughs> get off me. I'm just saying, like, you know, so I don't think one to two times a week is crazy. But if you try to bounce on that like five times a day, I understand why the man is like, leave me the fuck alone. But one to two times a week is doable. And you know what? In relationships, sometimes you have to make compromises. Like everybody, you, you want it to be consensual, obviously. And like everything has to be agreed upon, especially when it comes to sex. But at the same time, I think he could get off the video game for a few a few minutes. And I think honestly having conversations about sex beforehand could be cool. Like that could be a way to kind of get his gears grinding towards grinding on you. I feel like that could be a possibility. But I think you just need to have a deeper conversation than just, I'm tired. I want to play video games. Okay. Like a conversation should be had. Okay, the next one. This one says, hey, to start off, I love you. And I love, love, love this podcast. Thank you. I love, love, love you too. Thank you for listening. I wanted to know if I could ask some advice from you and whoever you have on your next podcast. Well, it's just me, child. So you're going to take, take, take this. <laughs> take this or nothing at all. Okay, I've been dating a guy off and on for a little less than a year. And the first time we called it off, it was because he was about to move across the country and we just didn't think, you know, it would work. But we never stopped liking each other, having a strong connection and everything like that. So we ended up staying here, but I was already dating someone else and we just remained friends and that was it. But I had to stop dating this other person and he had asked me recently if I wanted to start dating him again. At first, I was hesitant, but then I was like, oh, yeah, of course. Why not? We didn't have any hard feelings, and there was nothing bad that happened the first time we stopped talking. So I said, yeah. Well, this weekend, this past weekend, we went out. And I always get vibes from people, and I kept getting this weird vibe that something was off. And I had no idea what it was, so I just asked, is everything okay? And he responded saying that he had gotten some news on Wednesday night and that he was not happy about it, and he didn't want to talk about it but I asked what it was. He told me that a girl that he had hooked up with before he asked me to start dating again told him that she was pregnant. So of course I'm upset, but I just don't know what to do in the situation. I don't know whether to keep going forward with the relationship with him knowing that he's having a whole child or take this as a sign from God and say, okay, second time probably isn't it. He wants to keep dating me because he said that he doesn't want to be with the child's mother. In his words, he says that they are not fit for a relationship. But I just keep thinking that he's having a whole child with this person. So I just need some advice. I talk to my girlfriends about it, and they're all like, run, LOL. But I would love some outside advice. You know what? I'm kind of with the friends on this one. Just because, like, I, I don't know, but I'm speaking from what you told me. You're not madly in love with this person. Like, you're not like, this is my fucking soulmate. I am so obsessed with him. Like, I have to be with him. I just know that we're meant to be. It was kind of like, okay, he wanted to start dating again. Cool. Like, second time around, why not? You have to really ask yourself a few different questions. Because just because he doesn't want to be with the child's mother doesn't mean that the child's mother does not want to be with him. And let me tell you something. As a child out of wedlock, <laughs> speaking to you through this mic, it is not easy when you have a second party person who is in your life now because there's a child involved. It is not an easy road. So you really have to ask yourself, do I want to be a stepmom? Do I want to be a mom figure right now? Am I ready for that? 
Is that something that I want to do? Am I okay with the fact that I'm still getting to know this person again and their attention and time is going to be spent in a different area? Because I think that that's completely valid for you to be thinking about that because his attention is going to be elsewhere, as it should be. Like, run very, very... I don't even want you to run. I want you to fucking marathon sprint if you come across a man who doesn't want to be in their future child's life, Tristan Thompson. Get the fuck out of here. Like, that kind of vibe, we're not on that. Because guess what? If he's willing to leave his own seed in the dust... Who knows what he'll do to you? Like, that's half of his DNA walking around the world. Just out here. with Without his guidance or instruction or input or feedback or anything. And like I said, I don't think I talked about this before. But so basically, my story, my biological father left when I was five years old. I have not seen him since I was five years old. I didn't speak to him again for 11 years. The first time I talked to him on the phone since I was five. And, you know, throughout my life, he's probably listening to this shit right now. Fuck you, first of all. Secondly, (laughs) secondly, we don't have a relationship. I've never seen him, don't care to see him, have no desire. I've gotten my closure throughout my life. It is the reason why I am the person that I am today. And it has affected me in several ways. But I, I am a stronger person because of what I went through. And I've also come to terms with the fact that I did not need that relationship for me to be the person that I am. The lack of that relationship actually made me into the person that I am. My mom met my dad who raised me when I was two. And they've been married for 26 years. So it's been, it's been I've had that figure and I don't feel like I'm missing out on anything. But the level of confusion as a child being raised without that parent is, I can't even describe it to you. And if you are a child, what do they call it? A a fatherless child. (laughs) If you are somebody like that, and if you have been raised without a parent in your life who, you know, a biological parent in your life, it it is a difficult situation to navigate. So if This person doesn't want to have a relationship with the child's mother. Cool. That's one thing. Fine. You probably knew that that was not the person you would want to have kids with when you stuck your raw penis inside of her. I'm just saying. We're like, let's call a spade a spade. But as far as him having a relationship with his child, that should be a given. And that should be exactly what happens. So you have to decide if you are willing and ready to deal with that shit. Like you just started this relationship again. And you could easily start a new one. And like, yeah, he wants you. That's great. But like, you have to make decisions for yourself now. He made a decision that is giving him a a long-term, I I don't want to say consequence, but like a long-term result. Long-term result. There's a child involved. It's not just 18 years of that. It's the rest of this child's life, hopefully. So he needs to do that and focus on that. And you need to focus on you. Unless you are saying that you this is your person. I'm not saying it can't work. I'm not saying that there aren't incredible blended families. Mine is one. Love it. Love it. I have my stepsister, myself. We both came from outside relationships before our parents got married. They got married. They had four kids together. Beautiful. We have an incredible relationship. We are so close, so tight. 
Shout out to my sisters, by the way. They listen every single week and I love y'all. And they give me all of my creative everything for everything always. And I know that they've been waiting for this moment too for me to acknowledge their unpaid work. I love y'all. Thank you. (laughs) But like it can work. It can happen. But there is still this other side to it. And you have to be ready for that. And you have to really just dig deep. You can be as good of a person as you want to be, okay? The baby mama start causing a little bit of drama, you're going to want to throw down and it's not going to be pretty. So just think about it. Just think about it. Consider it. You know, if you have any doubts, then you can be out. And I'm not saying that you can't still date him while this is happening and figure that out. But like, if you have an opportunity to make an exit, I think now would be that time. So... I don't know what you're going to choose. I want to know, though. So definitely hit me up and let me know. But, like, I don't know how old you are either. But, like, if you are, I'm going to say, if you're in your early 30s, you might be able to stick it out with him. If you are in your 20s, bitch, you better get the fuck quickly. (laughs) Quickly. 22? Uh, Absolutely not. Get out and go live your life for yourself. And allow him the space and opportunity to be able to grow his future and his family because he made a decision. And now you can make your own. That's my advice. I don't know if you're going to like it, but that's what I have to say about that. Anyways, y'all, it's 2022. Okay. New year. And I just feel like there are so many really great opportunities this year to just focus on ourselves and our own growth. One other thing that I'm excited to carry into this new year is my love for therapy. Kelly, shout out to you. She doesn't listen to this podcast because I think that's like against some type of client therapist confidentiality thing. And God knows what she would think about me if she listened to this shit. No, she doesn't judge me. I love her so much. I'm excited about the fact that I started that journey and like I feel so much different than I did a year ago when I started therapy, which I think was like around October or something of last year, like around my birthday, I think, or August. I don't know. But I think I'm coming up now. I've I've reached a year of being in therapy and I'm really excited about that. I've reached a year of my fitness journey and I'm super excited about that because when you stay ready, you don't have to get ready, you know? And yeah, just like life and opportunities and working and doing more of this, doing more of of things that fuel my soul and help other people. I think that that is like what I'm meant to do, which literally when Tamari read my chart, you guys, there is a part of my chart in career that I have some sign. I don't even know what it's called. It looked like a little MC, like Mariah Carey. I'm going to take it as Mariah Carey. And I think that was one she was pointing to. But basically it's in the exact house of like career and like destiny, I think, something like that. I'm probably butchering this whole entire thing. But basically, the little symbol that was in there, she was like, that is meant for people who are in like public speaking positions, have podcasts, are in like media and like have public facing jobs. And you have that in your in that space and you're doing it. So you're already on like your life path. And I was like, holy shit. That kind of confirmation. I'm I'm I am very, very happy about that. And I'm proud of myself. And I'm going to say that publicly because we don't say that enough. So once you turn this off, tell yourself the same thing. 
say I'm proud of myself and just take into account the things that you're currently doing, the things that you would like to do, areas where you feel not as fulfilled. How can you fill those areas with things that you actually love? And just keep moving forward, friends. All right. We, we don't have time to be stuck on the past. We can only move forward. You only have one life to live. So let's fucking go. Love you all. Bye. Thank you so much for listening. You can catch a new episode of Relationship every single Friday. Make sure you hit that follow button so you don't miss any of the action. And I want to hear from you. So please, if you love the show, leave us a review. But by review, you know I only need five stars only. And let us know what you think. Make sure you follow us on socials at Relationship on Instagram and at Relationship Pod on Twitter. And I'll talk to you next week. Bye, bestie.